כל הלשון, כל התורה, בכל מקום. דבר אפשר בלעם, ויהרס יסוהר שייכן של שבותה, והיא תהיה אליו, תהיה אליו, ותהיה עליו רוח אלוהים. So there's one פוסק ינבואס בלעם, that thousands upon thousands of עמכו בייס יסוהר start their daily avoidance Hashem with this פוסק מה תויבו, אוי הולכו ינקו ומשכנו יסכו יסכו. Many פשוטים in Rashi and a Medrash, one of them is ביקש לא אמש שלא יהיו בו תכנסיוס הרבות המדרושה שבישראל. והקודש ברוך הוא הפך ברוכה, כלולה לברוכה, אני אגזורת את הביוטי. הרבות תכנסיוס הרבות המדרושה, מה תוהו אוי הלך ויעקב משכנו יסכו ישראל. And my question is, בולק didn't have anything against the כוללים. He had nothing against ישיבס. He didn't bring בלם to curse the ישיבס. So what's your story? What's your story? Why do you want to curse the yeshivas? Doesn't make sense. Mayav was worried. What was he worried? He is afraid that the Jews would be a fifth column, as I mentioned at the beginning of this year. So why would Bilaam curse the shuls if Bilaam is afraid the Jews might collaborate with his enemies and fight him? The last ones he needs to be worried about are the Koilo guys and the yeshiva boys. He needs to worry about the warriors, the ones that know how to use arms and weapons, the ones that took the classes in karate and in martial arts, the fighters, The warriors, the strong ones, the big ones, the ones that are violent. He has nothing to be worried about, about the Muslims and the yeshiva, or the koilu. So what's the story? My feeling is this. Bilam is a prophet. He knows something about the nature of the world, and he knows something about history. And he knows that as long as Jews... are connected with Torah as long as the Abba Teknesias and Abba Teknesias no power in the world could overcome them no one could destroy them if you want to destroy the Jews first you need to deprive them of Talmud Torah we have the famous story of Rabbi Kiva Shoyim Akal Kiris Baram B'Mishas Akzeda and he was captured by the Romans And in jail, in the dungeon, he meets Papus ben Yehudo, his friend. And Papus says, Achshrech or Rebekiv Shaton et Pastu al Dibrei Toiru. But before they meet in jail, they meet somewhere else. Papus sees Rebekiv putting his life in jeopardy and bringing hundreds of Talmidim together and to teach them Toiru. And Papus asked the Bekiva, Akiva, Eina tu Mesiarab men Pnei Amalkus, aren't you afraid of the authorities? And the Bekiva says, of course I'm afraid. But, Em Shelech Moshon Amad Ove Doim, Shol Shemahalach Al Gavanoa, V'roi Edogim Shemeskapsim Amokam Lamokoim, 
That's the story of the fox and the fish. So the fox takes a walk on the riverbank, and he sees the fish are agitated, they're nervous, they're swimming around nervously, and he asks them, why do you seem to be afraid? And he said, don't you see there are fishermen out there, they're putting nets in the water and they're catching us, they're killing us. So the fox says to the fish, why don't you come up here? There are no nets up here on the riverbank, come up. And the fish respond, Mr. Fox, we are sea animals we live in water and in water we're afraid if we will leave the water we cannot live we will die we don't breathe air we cannot leave the water we're afraid in the water but going up on land would be a hundred times worse because we can't live on land. And the Bekivet explains to Papas, explains to Papas, we are water creatures. We cannot live without Torah. Torah is the air we breathe. It's the oxygens in our lungs. I'm afraid. But if we're afraid when we learn Torah, if we won't learn Torah, we will be a thousand times worse off. So Torah is our livelihood. So many times in the past six years I told the amazing story of the first time my late father met my great Rabbi, the Kloyser Magarabi. It was the second day she was 1944 in Auschwitz in Birkenau. My father arrived the first day, the Kloyser Magadev and his family arrived the second day. First day she was, my father's grandparents, father and mother, five out of eight siblings, went straight to the gas chambers and to the crematoriums. They went up in smoke. Kloyser Magadev arrived a day later, that very same day, his wife and ten of his eleven children, straight to the gas chambers and to the crematoriums. They went up in smoke. He was left with one child, his Bechor, Lipala, and he died a few days after the liberation from Tifus. So my father heard that the Chloe Magarebi arrived. He put his life in jeopardy, went from one barracks to the other, and he approached the Chloe Magarebi and he expressed his Simchai hope I will be able to come close to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe looked down at him and said, Young boy, if you think it's going to do you any good, it's not going to do you any good. And my father explained it. Of course it'll do me good. We could talk on learning. And the Rebbe was surprised. And he said, You're in Auschwitz and you want to talk on learning. And my father said, Yes, I am in Auschwitz. And I think we need to talk on learning because otherwise, how will we prevail? Otherwise, how will we get through this? How will we survive? So my father as a young boy of 18 years old felt intuitively in the depth of his heart if we won't talk and learning we can't survive. That is what Papus teaches. That is what Rebbe Kiva teaches Papus Ben Yehuda. As long as we learn Torah this is where we live and this is how we live and this is what we breathe. Imnifroshe mena we have no chance. And it is what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai felt 2,000 years ago in the days of Chor Mabayis. When he finally meets Aspasianus, and Aspasianus seems to have a liking, 
of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. He says, make a wish and it'll be granted. What does Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai ask for? Ten liyavna v'chachameyom. He knows in Ruach HaKodesh that the base of Mikdash is doomed, that the base of Mikdash is lost. And the only guarantee for the future of Claudius Or is Yavne Vachachomeo. It is only the Yeshiva that could keep us going. And as the Gemara says in Yumachov Chesav Rom Zokom Yeshiva Yeshiva Yisrog Zokom Yeshiva Yeshiva Yankov Zokom Yeshiva Yeshiva Omiyamim Shalabisainu Loiposku Yeshiva Mehem Yodel Mitzrayim Yeshiva Mohem Yodel Abobal Yeshiva Mohem. There's an outstanding and important historical book, a work from Rav Moshe Prager, I know it was translated into English. I don't know what the English name is. Those that did not surrender. And he tells the story of young Gera Hasidim Yeshiva boys in the Warsaw Ghetto. So when some people were standing at the windows and on the rooftops and shooting at the Nazis, putting their life in danger, and there was a debate at the time, is it the right thing to do? Some Gedolim felt, yes. I think that was the opinion of Rabbi Nachem Zembem. So some were fighting the Germans and other, and that very same time, were in the cellars learning Torah. And that's the story of those that did not surrender. And those young tzaddikim learned Torah till their very last gasp of breath. Until they were burned and suffocated by fire and smoke. It is the only guarantee of the future of Kalal Yisrael. And Bilam knows that, and that is why. He knows what Baruch expects. Baruch is afraid of the people, but Bilam knows. If we don't tear them away from Botaknesis and Botamidroshis, we could never overpower them. They are the people of death, of eternity. Because their Torah is the Torah of eternity. Kvilan Slofin, Va Oisios Borchis. Those Oisios are Nishmaisis Rol. You could destroy our bodies, you cannot destroy our Nishamas. And those are the Oisios Borchis. It is only in the Schos of Talmud that we're here, that we survive, and that we will prevail. Not much left, not that many years left till Biyazah Mashiach, who we've been talking and learning for the past 2,000 years, and we intend to do so as long as it'll take, till we will be Zaychu to Biyaz Mashiach Tzidkeinu. Sheneskele Biyaz Goyal Tzedek, Vemeheru Viyameinu Amen. Olam Shalem Shel Tochen, Mechake Lecha Bekol Halashon, 03-617-1111